Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve. B-Tech Smith and Steve. You are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. <laughs> I do love our intro. I'll never get sick of our intro, Ted. Oh, it gets me fired up, man. <laughs> I got the Ted Smith over there. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! You know what it is? <laughs> it's that time! <laughs> Steve! <laughs> we appreciate you listening. Here it is on uh, January 12th. The city is alive. The Seahawks are still in the playoffs. Yeah, man. You're wearing the shirt to be wearing, the Camp Chancellor shirt. I usually just grab whatever's on my stack of... Uh, my washing machine, like, and I have a bunch of Seahawks shirts. My thing is, during the playoffs, I only wear Seahawks shirts every day. All right, that's all right. My, that's my superstition, one did of you, many. Did you do that last year? Yeah, and right. I won the Super Bowl, so clearly I'm. their destiny is in my hands. I guess my only tradition is I have one knockoff uh, Seahawks hat, Yeah, and I only wear it when they're in the playoffs. <laughs> Everybody, dude, everybody's got stupid superstitions. I've got well, so many. I'm more making fun of myself because, like, yeah. my buddy came over, a uh, cop from the podcast, yeah. and he goes, You know what? I think that's okay. You're wearing a hat now. And I go, well, I bought it last year in the playoffs. He goes, eh, I'm all right with that. And I went, You know what? I'm a sports whore. So <laughs> it's all right. So, yeah, Cam Chancellor, huge game. So I'm like, I got to wear a shirt. I got to show him support. And I got all excited because I tweeted it out there. I'm like, Showing love for Cam Chancellor, right? And it shows someone either favorite or retweeted, and I thought it was Cam Chancellor. I'm like, oh. Dope. Goosebumps. And then I look a little bit closer, and it's not Cam Chancellor. It was Cat Chancellor, that cat that dresses up wearing Seahawks clothes. Cat Chancellor favorites your tweet? Which is still pretty cool. That's pretty badass. It's not Cam Chancellor, but it's, it's Cat, Cat Chancellor. It's close enough. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Cam Chancellor. Uh, Cat Chancellor, which would have been cool had I not thought it was already Cam Chancellor. Does Cat Chancellor have a picture? Yeah. I gotta follow this guy. Oh yeah, it's uh, and also there's uh, Marshawn. Uh, I don't know, like the, there's the the cat version of Marshawn Lynch also on Twitter. I can't remember its name. Just says meow. <laughs> yeah, meow. Purr. Purr. <laughs> boss. Purr, was... boss. <laughs> Purr, boss. Purr, boss. <laughs> about this friskies, boss. <laughs> about that catnip, boss. All right, let's get things rolling. We'll talk about the Seahawks in a little bit. I feel like they got to do like an SNL bit with that cat, and it's just doing the interviews. Like he'll replace Toons as the driving cat. Oh, yes, because Toons is dead. Yes. Went off that cliff. He always dies. Sad thing. Those nine lives are up. Oh, man. I'm about to go down a weird wormhole of SNL skits now. Good call, Tana E. Now it's steering wheel is huge. Sorry. <laughs> Ted, I don't think we need to get our brain functioning, but maybe for all the Megacast listeners out yeah. there, we got to get the ball rolling. We got to get the heart pumping, the blood moving, the brain functioning. Yes. <laughs> we got a tweet, a Every tweet request. Oh, nice. I yes. wonder what the song was going to be this week. This one's a good one. I'm really pumped about this one as soon as I find the damn song. There we go. Are you ready for this? This is for Travis. He says, James Brown, get 10, bitches. Remember this song? Uh, just living in America. Rocky Four. Oh yeah! Right before Apollo Creed gets killed. Mm. Kind of weird. Let's do it. Let's Ready? Not, let's not die, Steve. Get to it. Here we go. One. Yes. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Oh. 
great song. I feel good. Uh, man. I do feel good. I do, too. This felt much easier. <laughs> the music helps, man. It does. When working out, it's so true. Music can definitely dictate how well of your workout's going to be. You know, I'm a weirdo. I'll get on the treadmill and like have it uh, angled up high and just walk on it for 45 minutes. Yeah. No headphones. <laughs> Why? I don't know. So you just don't you don't watch anything? You don't listen to anything? Just kind of think. I think Damn. I creep people out, Steve. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> like, kind of worry me. Right? Like, what is that? Why is that guy not listening to anything? <laughs> what is he just like? Had this weird fantasy of just walking uphill? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because I walk to work and everywhere, and I'm just used to kind of getting lost in my head. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but like you know me, like I'm still looking around, and I and then like by the third time you look over at somebody, it's like I bet they're starting to think like, why isn't this guy paying attention to something else? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> I kind of hoped that I would think that maybe the guy is meditating. All right. Dude, there was one time when I used to work out at the the, the Bally's right by our house. And it's no longer there. It then became like a Somebody LA bought Fitness. them, right? Yeah, LA Fitness. All right. And I remember before we get to the TED Talks, uh, there was a my wife and I would go and work out together. And I would always be on this one treadmill. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Blah, 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 blah. There was a guy, and I felt awful. But he apparently, he must have had some kind of a brain injury. Or something along those lines, where he was still functioning and able to do stuff, but there was obviously something changed in his life. Like, he wasn't fully there, but I did not realize that at first. So for a long period of time, I'm on the treadmill, and the guy's next to me, and for some reason, his head would only be cocked to the side, and he'd have this big, like, poop-eating grin on his face, but it would not change for the entire workout. So... I kept feeling like this guy smiling at me and smiling at my wife. I'm like, why is this guy, either he's checking me out or he's checking my wife out. Like the entire time he'd be like this, Ted. Oh. Weird, right? Oh, that would creep me out. And then I finally made eye contact with the guy and then, you, you know, you can immediately you tell. tell. And then I felt like an idiot because I'm like creating all this drama in my head. Do I need to talk to this guy? Is this guy checking out Were my woman? Were you to the point where you thought it was just a dude staring at your wife like, I'm going to have to get off the street yes. and go talk to him? Yes. I was like, it's either me or her and I'm I'm betting it's not me. Like, even if it's a gay dude, I doubt I'm the guy that they're checking out. You notice I just glossed over that just assumed right. it was the wife. Right. right. <laughs> the idea of it being you didn't even cross my mind. No. I don't get checked out. Yeah, and I don't think you're hairy enough to be a bear. <laughs> all I'm right. I'm in this weird... Uh, I'm in limbo. Ah, sorry, Steve. I don't know what kind of what kind of guys are attracted to you. Ted Talks, starring Beatrix Smith. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Getting off of that train. <laughs> That's all we need is all those tweets. <laughs> Yet again, Steve and Ted sharing their ambiguously gay thoughts. <laughs> Do I get to be Ace or Gary? <laughs> I feel like you're more of the ace. Nice! That means I get to slap you on the butt, right, Gary? <laughs> All right. I did not expect the reaction of nice <laughs> to be the reaction I'm going to get when we're talking about which ambiguously gay duo person we're going to be. Please be ace. Please be ace. What would have been your reaction if I said you're Gary? No. Damn it. All right, Steve. Meh. Meh. I want to say meh to meh. <laughs> All, right. <coughs> All right, today on the TED Talk, uh, it's early January still, mid-January, if you will. Uh, I guess we're approaching that corner. So basically, I just want to tell people this week, just keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? If you're sticking to that, whatever it is you made your promise to, 
Keep going. <laughs> Last week you told us not to do anything in high. Did I? Damn it! So this week we're supposed to not continue to do nothing. You know what? The big TED talk this week is whatever it is you. If you are going working out, just stop annoying everybody. All right, this is more of a rant than a pumped up talk. This Preach is a TED on. rant. All right, right? Like, look, I get it. You're going to the gym and stuff. A lot of people go to the gym too. You don't need to post about it. And what I'm saying is, I'm not. You know, like, well, I don't. I don't post how far I ran or how many weights I lifted. I know. It's the humble brag I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You, fella. You know what I'm talking about. Man, this chicken tastes great after that pump I just got on. All right. We're still bragging. Just do it. Or the ones that like they, they, they'll check into the gym and just says, like, getting after it. I am aware of that. You're right. Yeah. I just don't understand why now you need to tell everybody. Everybody loves to brag. I guess we're all guilty in some way, shape, or form of bragging, whether it be, I never really view my posting pictures of, like, whenever we get with, like, celebrities or just fun fun events. I guess someone can view that as me being, like, a bragger. I'm just doing it because it's like, I'm excited about it, and I want my friends back home to kind of see the fun things I get to do. I don't mean it to be like, hey, look at me, but I guess it kind of is like, hey, look at me. But there's the, the people with the gym stuff always get under my skin because it's... I hate to say it, but more often than not, it's not people that are in very good physical shape that are bragging about going to the gym. Like, when are you? When are we going to see the results? Right. So that's kind of that's part. That's part of it too. It's like just, and I, look, I get it. I'm not saying never post about going to the gym. You know what I mean? Like that's fine. But for Steve, for Steve, for instance, yes, Steve plays a lot of hockey. If the donkeys win a championship, Steve's going to post about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Steve doesn't tweet out every time he goes to the damn ice arena, like, headed to the ice arena. Like, no sh- (laughs) No S, Steve. Like, you're playing hockey. It's what you do, I'm guessing, five to six days a week. (laughs) Give or take, yes. Right? That's a good point. (laughs) I love it. A TED Talk that's not a talk, but more of a rant. A TED rant. All right. You can do that what you will, folks. We can get Grace to change the intro if need be. (laughs) <laughs> Who knows? Grace is still thinking about the Maroon 5 guy. That's a good point. She got a little raunchy. I don't know what's going to happen today with Grace, our Australian robot voice, but I guess we'll be looking forward to it. We need to get some uh, tweets at the Megacast. If anyone wants to follow us on Twitter, please do. It's uh, Just go on Twitter and type in the Megacast, and, and you'll get it. Uh, one person, a lot of people are commenting about our talk about drinking water, drinking a lot of water from last right. week's episode. Brandon says it's only 1 p.m., I've already drank one gallon of water. My frequent peeing has me questioning my prostate health, and I'm 18. Hashtag hydrate. God damn, good work. He's he's well on his way to yeah. fighting prostate cancer. <laughs> You're 18. <laughs> you got many years ahead of you. Yeah, man. Don't, me and Steve are old men. That's what we got to worry about this stuff. Don't drink water right now. Drink cola. Lots of it. Not even the diet kind. Go to McDonald's. They have the best mixture for a pure Coca-Cola. Yeah, supersize that bitch. Right? Yeah, and get some chicken nuggets, too. You know, I almost forgot that supersizes have gotten smaller. Remember there was a period where, like, there was an arms race. Like, McDonald's came out with, like, this giant thing of soda, right? Yeah. Like, that's a big supersize. And I can't remember if it was Burger King or somebody essentially was just like, come by, we're going to give you a bucket. Right. And then, what was it? Was it 7-Eleven that said, we've got the super big gulp? Which was basically like a keg of cola. They had like that double one. Right. It was like in a hard plastic thing because paper would not be able to hold that much liquid. Yeah. It, and then eventually they were like, oh, it's bad for you. So they got rid of it, but they've slowly brought back the super size. I, you know what I love about that giant, huge mug? It's like 64 ounces, right? Mm-hmm. From 7 Which we learned is a gallon. <laughs> if you see a guy at a concert or like tailgate and he's walking around with that, at first you're a little jealous because it's like, he's thinking. 
Like, mm-hmm. he's never going to have to refill that thing. But just keep in mind, he will be wasted. Like, like severely oh, wasted. Geez, right? <laughs> Dude, even at the Hawks game, and I know we'll talk more about the Hawks game later on, but uh, we had this this group of people in front of us. And, and the section I was in was in section 307. Everybody was super cool. Everyone yeah. was great. We're all high-fiving. No, no douches. It, it, was like, it was just like a good vibe in there. Nobody was being asses or anything like that. This girl in front of me was just S-bombed bomb but having the time of her life whenever like a hip-hop song would come on she'd start dancing but she couldn't she had no rhythm i found that very entertaining so i'd watch her dance and she's just like a hot mess out there just shaking her thing and she was attractive so that made it right. a more fun that was the next question yeah. i use the word hot mess for a reason uh but then by the by by halftime we come back we got our food we come sit back down we're getting ready the game's about to start back up again done Asleep. Asleep. Yep. Not moving. Every once in a while, her head would pop up. And then, and then you know, Cam Chancellor has that huge interception, pick six. Everybody's losing their mind. That was the loud, Ted, that was the loudest I've ever experienced at that CenturyLink field. And I, I got to be there last year for the tip, which was still the greatest sports moment ever for me, seeing Richard Sherman end that game. But the place exploded because there was just so much pent up, you know, nerves. Like, are we going to finish this team off? Is this going to be done? And, and when it was, it was like, oh, did not even move. Oh. She missed the best moment of the game. <laughs> I want to look at her boyfriend and go, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, we got another message. Uh, this person <laughs> wants to know, Brandon says, what's your guy's favorite sitcom ever? Mine, my wife and kids. Hashtag get the brain functioning. Oh, mine's easy, Seinfeld. I was going to guess on your behalf. Yeah. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Oh, man. I have a lot of... You know, I guess right now the first one that comes to mind is How I Met Your Mother. I love that show. Yeah. The guy, the main character's name was just Ted. And he would be such a but pansy sucked. Of, yeah. about stuff. And like when that show started, I started watching it. Then mm-hmm. like literally, I was going through a breakup as it was going on. I was like, I can't... Like I, I already have these soft feelings. Right. I can't have characters on TV basically yelling at me. Name Ted. Get it together, Ted. <laughs> Every time they'd yell at him, be like, "I right, back off." Ted was like the Ross of that ep- uh, of that of that show. If like you compared it to Friends, like he was the like I, I thought Ted was kind of cool at first, and then Ted just became a giant puss, and it got annoying. I'm like, enough, Ted. See, even this is creeping me out, Steve. Sorry, Ted. I don't mean you're a pussy. Just you're like he was cool at first, but then it's like, my my self conscious, my uh, self absorbed mind. I'm just like, I wonder if people say that about real Ted. (laughs) Ted was cool at first. Then he became a giant puss. Grew a beard. Real Ted Smith. Got into soccer. Grew a beard. Ted Smith sucks. He doesn't even listen to music. No. He thinks he's meditating while he's walking, weirdo. He's just walking uphill, but getting nowhere. (laughs) Try a hike, dumbass. (laughs) Jason tweeted us at the Megacast. He says, uh, I have this year's cast loaded up for my trip to Texas. It's a long drive from New England, but at least I get a lot of laughs. Good luck on your road trip there, Jason. I find it amazing that Jason is tweeting us here that he's taking a road trip. I thought that road trip was going to start here in Seattle somewhere. Nope. Nope. Unless there's a place in NE, he wrote. I assume that's New England. I mean, what else would it be? It's got to be New England. Yeah. I mean, do we have... We have have North Bend. And B. Yeah. We don't have North End. Maybe at uh, 
Maybe auto corrected it. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's. I'm sure. Well, it's a podcast. Maybe he just you could download it from wherever. We are available in the entire country, yeah. possibly in the entire world. Huh. Do, do we have any? Do you think we have anyone listening to our podcast outside of America? No. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I just crushed your hopes like that. Man. It's because you said I was cool at first. Ted was cool at first. <laughs> then he just poo poos all over all of my ideas. <laughs> and now we don't like Ted. And don't send us a tweet from Canada, man. Canada doesn't count. You guys don't count. Right. You're basically us. All right, North America. North Anyone America. outside of North, North America? Is Guam? Is that cool? Guam counts. All right, good. Is Mexico North America or Central America? It's got to be North America. NAFTA. All right. I don't know. North America Free Trade Agreement. <laughs> All I know is Canada is North America. So if someone, if someone tweets us from Mexico, that's cool. I don't know why we've all of a sudden made Canada like not cool enough to be. I think just from. because Canada's so close. Right. Basically, just don't tweet us from BC. If you're over in Montreal, <laughs> tweet us. Cool. Yeah. We'd love to hear about what's going on in Calgary. Still tweet us from BC. We're just not going to mark it up as our show is worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. We want to brag about the fact that we have someone from like Peru listening to us. That would be pretty cool. That would be. Yeah. And ironic. I love their chicken. <laughs> you know, I haven't talked about the Peruvian chicken. Yeah, we haven't gone to that yet. Oh, all right, well, tell us about Peruvian chicken. When I was home, I guess there's a place, too, in South Seattle. Oh, damn it. You gotta be kidding me. Well, Ted, <laughs> good talk. Good talk about Peruvian chicken. Let's get up. We'll be right back. <laughs> the Megacast. We're going to talk more about the Hawks like game. Between your crotch, the Megacast is burning up, so they need to cool down. The Tech Smith and Steve will be back. Liam Neeson returns to face his most formidable challenge yet. I want the money by sundown tomorrow. I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills. Getting another call. Hang on. Taken three. Call waiting. Coming soon. Yo, B. They ready. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm with some hood girls looking back at it and a good girl in my tax bracket. Got a black card and let sex have it. These Chanel bags is a bad habit. I, I do balls, tell Mavericks. My made back, black Maddie. Bitch never left, but I'm back at it and I'm feeling myself. Jack Rabbit. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling I haven't myself. felt myself, myself in a long time. I'm feeling myself. Him. I have 15 minutes to kill until they are done talking. The mega cast is back. You like it, don't you? <laughs> Young money. Wow. Grace. Well, we better start the timer for Grace. <laughs> wow. I wasn't expecting that one, Ted. Okay, Grace. Mega cast is back. <laughs> Got to give props to David Letterman for that taken bit. Yeah. No taking commercial that we played during our commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> so, on my birthday on Christmas Eve, I had a couple of people over. Yeah. The Rev and Fuego was there. Okay. And my buddy Cobb was there. So, I can't remember who started the conversation. We started talking about taking. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, who gets taken this time? And basically, we boiled it down. 
basically by taking four, Liam Neeson now will be taking people. Yeah. And somebody else has to call him and be like, I'm coming for you. The script had been flipped, bitch. Yeah, he's going to steal somebody's daughter. I'm putting these skills to use. Right. I'm taking bitches. It's like, where else can they go? That's so true. I mean, yeah, because now his wife's dead. Which I would say, spoiler alert, but I haven't seen the movie. They tell you that in the trailer, which I kind of was like, I kind of wish we wouldn't have known that right away. Oh, like, she's dead. Yeah, she's very dead. Mm-hmm. And now, and then I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And I thought, I can't even picture, and I love Taken. The first Taken is one of my favorite movies. I even enjoyed the second Taken. I can't wait to see the third one. Of course, I'm waiting until it comes out on demand. I don't, of course. I'm not going to go to a movie theater to go watch that. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like a, a waste of energy. <laughs> I'd go see that movie about... Uh, People getting messed up. What's it, Eternal Vice or something? I don't even know that one. Oh. I should stay quiet on this microphone until you ask me questions, Steve. No. It's I'm, getting weird over why? here. Why? Tell me about it. I don't know. Inherit Vice? I don't know. It's one of those weird movies. Oh, you don't want to talk about it because you don't know the title. I don't know the title. But I just know it has to do with people doing weird experimental drugs and stuff. Is this like a mainstream film or is this like a documentary? I know. it's a, It's got real actors in it. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's open in every theater. Okay. Have you not seen the commercials? I'm it's not, got all the it's got all the, like the standard kind of weirdos. I think like Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's in it. It's like Emo Phillips in it. <laughs> you know, just like those standard kind of strange people. Right, like right. this isn't a hard role, I don't think, for some of these people to play. A cameo from Johnny Depp. Right. It's like with exactly. Juliet Lewis. Right. Yeah. Uh Benicio del Toro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like the standard weirdos. They right. made another movie. Was that uh Adrian Brody? Yeah, he should be in there. Yeah. Only because he's got a weird nose. That's kind of rude. How was that guy ever a sex symbol? He was. For, yeah. Dude, you put anybody on a big screen and it's like a major motion picture, I think you could turn anybody into a sex symbol. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless they, unless they build you up as, you know, like uh, Giamatti, right? Everybody's right. like, but he's billed as like the non-leading man, leading man. Right. He's like, like, you basically call him ugly every time you announce him. Right. Well, it's like that chick that's always playing the fat chick in all these movies these days. Not not the one from Mike and Molly, but the other girl. I don't know what her name is. The younger version of Molly. Uh, Rebel Wilson? Yeah. Is that her? I think so. Yeah, the Australian girl? Yeah. She's, she's pretty funny. She's funny as all hell, but she's like constantly... Like, at what point do you just kind of give up on the fact that you're going to get any kind of role other than being the unattractive girl? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, obviously there's a market for that, but that's got to be tough on a girl to be like, yeah, I'm an actress. I specialize in being the unattractive girl in these movies. Yeah, I don't know, man. Hmm. I guess, I mean, when the pay stops. <laughs> then you got a guy like Jonah Hill is like, I don't want to be the fat, funny guy anymore. So he loses weight and stops being funny, and then his roles kind of diminish. Yeah. I mean, I, you're right. That could happen, too. Yeah, I guess Melissa McCarthy, she I, maybe some of her roles have gotten, but she just still plays comedy roles, right? Oh, I think she's great. Yeah, I mean, you there's def, the problem is I think there's roles out there for those people to change. They just got to find them, or their agent has to find them. Yeah, like I'm yeah. sure Rebel Wilson eventually will do something more serious, or not even more serious, just a role where she where, isn't the comic relief. Right, where the emphasis isn't, hey, this is the funny, heavy set girl. Yeah. Right. See, now you feel bad saying fat. I don't like calling people fat anymore, man. I don't know if it's gotten, uh, A, maybe because it's like, not like I'm anything to like brag about. You know, I mean, I'm, I have, I have plenty of weight that I should have gone and I've gone through phases where I've even been heavier and I don't know, man. I just, I don't like making people feel bad if they have extra weight on their body because it's like, we all got our freaking struggles. I don't need to be going fat girl. I don't know why. I used to not care. When I was like 23, I'd be on the air going, fat girl. 
oh, talk to her. She looks like Rosie O'Donnell ate her for lunch or something. I don't know. Something yeah, it's stupid. harder to say, too, when you like the people. Right, right. And then, like, sometimes, like, well, like, you know, I, I, I think it's just because of the world that's so easily now people could get a hold of you and say, hey, that hurt my feelings. And I don't ever want to hurt anyone's feelings. And you don't realize it when you're just you and I in a room or... And, and a microphone, you can't make eye contact with someone that you might actually hurt. So when you hear from them, you're like, oh, that sucks. I didn't mean to make you feel bad for whatever it is that's making you feel different. Yeah. I feel like, too, with social media, I got to be careful of that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's easy for me to go, yeah, I make fun of some people, but I get paid to in a studio. Right. But then on the same token, social media, like a lot of those people aren't, like, they don't really dislike me that much. They're just cracking a fat joke. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's sometimes yeah. I got to remind myself, like, right, he just saw the easy line and took it. Right, and, and thinks, oh, I'm in on the joke, and yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's well, a weird world we live in. Man, it's, a, it's a screwed up world, man. It's a messed up world. It's crazy, man. Yeah, man. It's crazy out there. <laughs> hey, so uh, <laughs> I got to thank you, the Ted Smith. Uh, you hooked me up with something pretty cool. Uh, an opportunity to buck the line at a Legion before a Seahawks game. Oh, yeah. Wow. Was that a huge home run? I bet the line was massive, right? The line was down, like, it must have been about 50 feet long. That doesn't sound very long, but it was like at least 50 feet, though. You're that's, talking. I'm, that's a lot. It had to be more than that. Yeah. There had to be like 100 or so people waiting in line. So that's right. probably more of like 100 foot long if yeah. everybody's 12 inches in. Oh, I'm, like, I'm overthinking this, Ted. It was a big line. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that's a really long line. But when I talked to you, like, hey, man, when you go to Elysian for this party that's happening, like, in the private room, uh, when you walk up, just say, loser. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you want me to tell the bouncer, hi, loser. And you're like, I know it sounds weird, but it's for the loser beer that Elysian makes. They're, right, they're, they're, they make a pale ale, loser. Famous. Right, for Sub Pop. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that, it stems from, for music fans, you'll know, Sub Pop's always had that, that phrase, loser, on their shirts. It's kind of been like their, their, their calling card. And I, I just found out that's why they named it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's in honor of Sub Pop Records. All right, nice. Which is pretty cool. Well, I knew it had something to do with Sub Pop. I didn't know they had shirts that just said loser. Yeah, it used to just say loser on the front or on the back. I can't remember which one, but, and then Sub Pop Records. I wish we, side note, I wish we could go to the Sub Pop store without having to board a flight. There, there's, I think there's another one somewhere. I, uh, there used right. to be one on 4th Ave. I don't know if it's still there, but I agree. Isn't that a great shop? Yeah. Or like Easy Street? You think we could get stuff in there? I, this is a private conversation, Steve. I'll have to see you later. This is an offline conversation, as they say in the corporate world. <laughs> as you're talking about it, I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. I need some Sub Pop stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I walk up to him, and I'm like, and I couldn't say it that way. So I'm like, I'm here for something that involves the code word loser. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, And he just gives me a stamp, and we go right on in. But, man, nice. I love being able to buck the line, but I also feel like a giant jerk bucking the line. You know what I mean? Like, there's that moment where you're just kind of bypassing everybody, and it just feels like all of them are like, I almost want to be like, just say loser. You could get in, too. But I realize that defeats the purpose. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I hate cutting lines. But, like, at Elysian, I don't feel bad about it. Right, because it's kind of, almost kind of like we like we do work together. Yeah, so I feel like it's more like a work kind of place. So I don't mind doing it as much. You know what the funny part is? Then like, so I uh, I mentioned that when I went in, I met up with uh, Miles from the men's room and also yep. our boss, Sergeant Hair Club, and I was like, oh yeah, that the loser code was great. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the loser code to get in. And they're like, oh, we just entered from the First Avenue side. There was no line. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Hawks. Let's talk game. about the day of game. Right, so we go into the game. Had a great time at Elysian Fields. That was awesome. What'd Elysian you drink? Brewery. Uh, men's room red. Nice. Yeah, and then we had some calamari. Cal- oh. The food there is actually very good. Unbelievable, and and their uh, hummus. 
because Hair Club got that from my wife because she's vegan, and I think I ate more of it than she did. It's also weird, like Elysian Fields has food, but uh, if you go to Elysian Brewing on Capitol Hill, yeah, their menu's a little bit different. Get the chicken wings. Okay. Like, I never think of, I think of Elysian kind of as like a, a classier, classier place. Like not, you wouldn't go there for chicken wings. Right. Yeah. Go to the one on Capitol Hill okay. and get their chicken wings. Next time I'm going. Yeah, they're delicious. Uh, so then we go in, place is electric, everything's awesome. Uh, but there's something I did want to bring up that I, I tweeted out there. And, you know, more often than not, when we tweet something out there, on average, it'll get anywhere between four to 20 retweets or favorites or something along those lines. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? On average? I'd say closer to four. I feel like if I got 20, that's favorites, a good one. Favorites. Favorites. That's right. what I mean. Favorites. Uh, maybe three or four retweets. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That, that That's very true. This tweet that I put out there, and it was just I was feeling the moment, and I just felt like I needed to comment on it because it was bothering me, got, at the time when I, I printed this, 37 retweets and 102 favorites. Damn. And I'm like, damn. I'm, 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 37? I'm connecting with some people. Well, you were one of them, and I think that helped. Uh, get the retweet factor up there. All right. Uh, and I wrote this right after the national anthem. India Ari was the singer for the national anthem. Nice. Did a great job. Yeah. Great voice. Great fireworks were going off. And because of all the fog and the smoke, it just had a cool vibe to it all. Uh, you know when, it's, when it's that foggy and misty, the sound carries and I can hear the firework. Uh, I can oh. hear like the concussions in Belltown. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I write out there because I'm out there, you know, they I wrote, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but it bothers me when people don't take their hats off for our national anthem. And of course, i got to have a witty hashtag, because that's what the kids do. Hashtag, I'm bald. It's not that cold. Right. Yeah. And they even say, when, hey, everybody, please remove your hats and, you know, pay your respects as we sing our national anthem, and here's India Ari. So I take my hat off, and I've got a nice warm... Seahawks knit hat with the little poofy thing on the top, the pom-pom thing. That's the kind of hat I have. Yeah, I love those kind of hats. It's almost too warm sometimes. I was cooking in it for a little bit, but then I was like, when I took it off, it was too cold. I could not find it happiness. I was not a, it was a very Goldilocks moment during the Seahawks game. <laughs> I had my slider door open, short sleeve t-shirt and that hat on, and finally Cobb goes, hey man, I'm freezing, can we shut the door? Not was- all of us have a giant wool hat on. Yeah, like I'll take this hat off too. So I, I put that out there. A lot of people are retwe- uh, retweeting it or commenting. Uh, a couple ones, like a Bo wrote as a veteran. If I see that, I'll remove their hat for them. So disrespectful to leave your hat on. Neil, he says, uh, it's insulting. I'll still I'll still stand, stand and sing for the Canadian National Anthem, too. And uh, one other, I agree, I served in the military. This is from Dave, and it irritates me, too. And even before that, I guess before he was in the military, he still took his hat off out of respect. Now, granted, most of the people, all the people that were within talking distance from me, all took their hats off. But I look around, you know, because sometimes I like to feel the moment. I'm a, I'm a big fan of just the national anthem. I, I like, you know, yeah. the pomp and circumstance. I like that we pay tribute to our troops, and I'm all about that. But I look around, I'm like, oh, that guy's got his hat still on. That guy's got his hat still on. I'm like, come on, man. Like knit caps or like ball caps? You name it. See, all right. So here's, when I saw your tweet, I, I agree 100%. I will say, going to Sounders matches, the only time I've ever had an issue with it is some guys in our group had on like knit hats or like a hood, mm-hmm. and I think maybe they didn't think about it because like me and my buddies would just kind of pull them down and be like, "Hey man, take your," you know, like, yeah, yeah, like that counts. So like that, I can kind of go like, "All right, maybe you forgot," but yeah, you still take your hat off, whether it's a hood, whether it's a knit cap, right. whether it's a baseball cap. I don't care if it's going to mean you have hat head. We're all forgiving of that during that moment, right? Take you know the damn mean? hat off, right? Yeah, and. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. And then, 
Right. I, I mean, I agree 100. percent And if so, especially if somebody says, "Hey, take it off, take it off." <laughs> oh, man, I just wonder like how many people get into arguments over something as stupid as that. Like somebody. But I don't think of that as an argument. Like I, I was never in the military. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we like literally me and Sean have done it to our buddies in the front row, and they were. Now, granted, they're probably half drunk and not really thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you're probably right. But, like we've reached over and like just tugged them That's down. That's awesome. Yeah, or just popped them off. They should have like hat police that walk around and just remove people's hats. While while the anthem's going on. Now, here's the part of the anthem I was going to tell you that I don't think some people agree with me on. Okay. Is we are not military members. Mm -hmm. I don't think you have to sit there silently. I like the idea, and this comes from watching soccer, like, it's your national anthem. Yeah. Sing it. I'm I'm 100% in favor of that as well. Yeah. Uh, I always love, in Canada, a lot of times, especially at the Canucks games, the, the national anthem, the first part is sang by the guy. I think it's the Canucks games. It could be, I could be wrong. And then he stops. And then the rest of the anthem, the second verse is sung by the crowd. And it's yeah. such a cool moment. I mean, the crowd's singing the first part, too. And I love our anthem. Canada's national anthem, I think, is just awesome. Like, just the, way, the, the melody. Of, I don't get to explain myself. I only know Canada, the end of Canada's national anthem because of NHL 99. <laughs> Right, we stand on guard for the <laughs> right, right. <laughs> God keep our land <laughs> glorious and free. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for the. There you go, Canada. Welcome back. We love you. <laughs> Even you guys at BC. See, in, in the course of an entire mega cast, we go from making you feel disrespected. To showing you the love. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's, you know, there's lots of other stuff that happened at the <laughs> Seahawks game. Maybe we'll get to it in the next break. Maybe we won't. One I want to hear about the hot mess. That was all. That, that was, was it. it. All, all, right. all she did was just pass out. And then it was done. And then, you know what? At one point, I lost track of her, even though she was uh, like diagonal in front of me. She was just gone. But her boyfriend was still there. I don't blame her, man. That's a playoff game. She pukes alone. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even care where she went. Right? <laughs> you gotta find her. Walk it off, honey. <laughs> you know what the best part is? You know she bucked back to life afterwards uh, became the love. Right. I, I don't know. I should say I shouldn't say loud drunk. Sounds like she was just having a good time. She was harmless. Yeah. The only thing that they did was kind of annoying. Not annoying. Annoying's a really stupid strong word for this. Kind of silly. They kept taking selfies of each other at the game, which I don't mind. I mean, it's like, hey, you're at the game. You want to document it, put it on your Facebook, whatever it may be. But they took the same exact picture probably 40 times over the course of the game. Same pose, same camera angle. There is nothing that changed. The smiles are the same. All I'm thinking in my head is these two are so S-bombed that they're going to tomorrow look through their phone and be like, why did we take 30 pictures of ourselves? But yeah. it wasn't like they were all taken at the same moment. They took one at a time over the course of the entire first half. The second half didn't happen because she was done. But all right. <laughs> That's awesome. I do want to talk about something weird that I saw in our, uh, our, uh, our, our station's kitchen. All right. Would you be willing to talk to me about that, Ted? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll do that. I'm in. All right. We'll be right back. The Megacast will return. The Text Meg and Steve are two happy idiots. The Megacast will be back. Do 
you want to communicate in a more convincing and powerful way? Do you want your friends and colleagues to stop and listen to your every word? Well, yeah, who wouldn't? That's why you need to master the art of the TV and movie trailer voice. Tell me more. TV and Movie Trailer Announcer Academy can turn your mundane and boring speech into powerful statements that get results. Uh, honey, pass the potatoes, please. Whatever. In a world where there are no mashed potatoes, one man stood up and asked that they be passed to him. Oh, here you go. TV and Movie Trailer Announcer Academy will teach you how to use the same voice that makes bad TV shows and movies sound compelling to get people to respond in a big way at work or at home. In a world where a man finds his wife desirable. Shut up and get me to the bedroom now. Score! TV and Movie Trailer Announcer Academy. It's not what you say, but how you say it. The mega cast is back and ready to thrive. We were made to thrive. It's always nice when you hear Grace sing. <laughs> nice Christian contemporary song. Is that what that was? Yeah, it's some band called Casting Crowns. A little sidebar about me. I like some good Christian rock music. I just assumed it was, like, I was like, this must be the popular country song right now. I guess it could be, yeah, I don't know if it's really Christian rock, whatever that format is. It, Christian music is very interesting, like contemporary, like spirit, like the All station. Right. They, cause it could be a country style. It could be like an R&B style. Like, they'll play anything so long as it sings about God. If I'm going to listen to church music, probably where I grew up, but I... Yeah, I prefer uh, gospel. Oh, okay, gospel's fun. Yeah, I don't like hymns because you know I play in a church band, so I play drums, and sometimes we do hymns, and and they're just a little too old and a little too. As a drummer, not much fun. I yeah, I hope that doesn't upset the big man up above, but I'm not a fan of the hymns. Yeah, and when I was a kid, man, it didn't seem like we didn't sing that much in church. There's a lot of yeah. well, I grew I grew up in the Catholic church. Well, yeah, Catholic church compared to like like now, like I go to a Seventh Day Adventist church, are like night and day. All right. It's completely different. Like our first half of our church is just music and you sing along or I play. And then the next 30 minutes is the message from the pastor. And I remember the first few times going with my wife and being like, because she's like, come on, come to church with us. And all I had is this stigma of Catholic church. I'm like, I am not. No. I went to Catholic high school. I grew up as an altar boy. I'm not doing this. I'm done with that. I'm done with that rodeo. And I go in there. I'm like, this is really low key and kind of cool. This is not what I, uh, you know, like, did you know? Like, yeah, oh, trust me. Catholic Church is very strict and, like, just, I don't know, just very old. I always found it odd when the priest would have to sing a line. In yeah. the name of the Almighty Father. Oh. <laughs> and then all, like, the call and response, and I always never remember it. So I would try and, like, mouth it, but I'm like, they can tell. I'm not saying anything right now. I'm just going, mah, 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 like that. I uh, was never a big cheater. Sometimes I wonder if I'll have to atone for this in the afterlife. Okay. I may have cheated on one of my confirmation tests. <laughs> you ever try to write out a Hail Mary? 
oh. or in our father. You had yeah. to write out like all the prayers. Yeah. Oh, dude. That con- what was it the, 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 the little the, uh, CCD. After school, you had to go like to church. See, I went to Catholic school my whole life. So I, oh. CCD were just the kids that were in there on the weekend. Yeah, we were like the Tuesday, Mondays, and Wednesdays crew. Like yeah. you'd go in right after school and then sit and talk about Bible stuff for like two hours. Which was always exciting because it was like the CCD kids are going to be here. Like, who are they? So, I don't know them. Fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so be, <laughs> what are break. we talking about? I know. Uh, we're not talking about I'm in the kitchen talking with Ted, and I see something in the corner of my eye. I'm like, that's very odd. And I noticed it when I first went in this, came in this morning, and I didn't think much of it. And then it was still there throughout the day. And I'm calling it the lonely chocolate. Somebody put, so at our station, if someone gets food. Chocolate is the loneliest flavor. <laughs> apparently so. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> He's trying to make a Beatles joke. One is the loneliest number. So chocolate is the loneliest. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. That was a stretch. That was, that was a bad joke. You should sing it next time. <laughs> I was already singing the church stuff, man. That doesn't mean you can't stop singing. <laughs> so I walk in and I'll post it up on our Twitter page so people can understand what I... This chocolate is about the size of a dime. And yes. So at our station, I'm sure people deal with this at their workplace too. Someone has something they don't want it, they throw it in the kitchen and it's free. It's yep. like it's like putting a couch outside of your house and you just write free. So food, lots of lots of times we get donuts or cookies or whatever it may be, and we throw them in the kitchen when we're done with them, when you can't eat anymore, and you leave it for everybody else. You guys had the donuts from Top Pot last week yes. on the morning show. Me and Thrill finished them when we oh, got so here. So good. They were. That was the best friendship we've made this year is we somehow uh, became buddies with the owner of Top Hot Donuts. And now he'll just text me or tweet me or email me every once in a while. Hey, we got today because it's the king's birthday. We got these maple bacon donuts. You want me to swing by and drop off some for you guys? Yes. You never have to ask. Mm-hmm. Just come by. Right? You yeah. do not need an invitation. Right. So Here's somebody. my home address. Exactly. <laughs> you go to the Puyallup. <laughs> Somebody decides just to put one chocolate in the kitchen. And I've been there all morning. So I saw there was no other chocolates earlier. It didn't show up in a package. It showed up in a package that had just that one chocolate. So at some point, somebody then decided, well, why do we have this package? And removed the box that it was in and just left the chocolate on the kitchen table. See, when I went in there, it was so small I just assumed somebody had like bitten half of it off and put it back down there. I'll be honest. I like put my face right up on it to look for any teeth marks, and there's there's none. It's just a small little chocolate, and it's in that little white cup. So it was clearly part of a set. Yeah, it was part of those sets like that we all get from our agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind. Yeah, like the fancy little chocolates. And with those fancy chocolates, they always come with the guide. Yeah. The guide was right next to it at some point in the morning. Oh. oh. So I'm like, well, which chocolate is this? And it's not even on the guide. Like, I don't even know what kind of chocolate. It's a rogue chocolate, Steve. It's a chocolate reject. It's a rogue. No one's going to eat it. Do you think it'll be here by tomorrow? No, because Marco's good at his job. He'll just throw it away tonight. Oh, that's a good point. But somebody will eat it. Yeah, well, who? Because it doesn't look very tasty. It's like that time when someone made a cake filled with Skittles. Remember the Skittles? Oh, cake? that was last year, like after the Super Bowl. Yeah, someone brought it from their Super Bowl party, and it was like... It looked like somebody kicked a cake for the first time in their life. Here's the thing about Skittles. I love Skittles. But you get halfway through a pack of Skittles, you're reminded how sweet they are. Yes. So it's like, you made a cake out of these? 
<laughs> like Skittle infused vodka that became popular. I'm sure that's popular again right now. Yep. Into it. I even enjoyed the, the the Skittles, the Beastmo sausage that Blue Max Meats made. Oh yeah, because it was like. I was really scared to eat it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be overkill. Like, this is going to become like last year's bacon phenomenon where everything had bacon in it. And it was like, some of the things were great. Some of the things, not so great. And you're like, oh, I did not need bacon-flavored toilet paper or something. I (laughs) don't know why toilet paper is the first thing I think of and why are we eating it. I'm not, I swear. I didn't need to address that. Like, as if anyone was like, oh, I'm not eating my toilet paper, I promise. (laughs) Did you hear? Steve says he's not eating his toilet paper. But he is. <laughs> but he is. Um, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one either. <laughs> this was the first thing I could think of that was ridiculous. Uh, but that is awesome. The Blue Max meets Skittles infused sausage. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Skittle cake, though. So, oh, right, is the chocolate going to be like the cake? Yeah, is it going to sit there forever until finally I just give up and throw it away? Because I'm like, this is disgusting. I'm, I'm sick of looking at this. Well, it is weird, too. And I bet this goes on in most workspaces. But the food deck dictates how quickly it's it's gone oh for sure so like last week somebody uh uh like a delivery food service came by in uh the men's room and dropped us off uh some wings and a couple subs from tat's deli oh i've been always wanting to get some food from tat's deli steve their steak and cheese is on point okay it is the steak and cheese me and you remember Maybe we need to do a mega cast lunch at some point. They also sent a pastrami sandwich. Which was it pastrami or corned beef? I think it was pastrami. There's a fine line between the two. It I'm, had to be pastrami. I'm a pastrami man more than a corned beef. Hundred percent agree with you. I'm okay. always pastrami. Yeah. Corn I don't know. Corned beef on St. Patrick's Day, I'll eat some. Yeah. But you gotta cook that right. Right. But pastrami was always my choice too. I question people who will prefer corned beef over pastrami. It's like what's wrong with your taste buds? I mean, look, if you're from New York City and you're Jewish I don't question your love for corned beef. <laughs> but like most people, I think it's just like, you get the pastrami, a little mustard, and that pickle, you're good to go. Oh, so good. Right? So the stuff from Tat's Deli was awesome. But Miles and Thrill had already eaten lunch. So I ate half the steak and cheese, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, ben eats half of the pastrami, which is great. And then I didn't even put out a note. I just put the subs in there, mm-hmm. and they were gone within 10 minutes. Yeah. So if it, looks, if it looks really good, people will eat the food. Right. But brings us back to the loneliest chocolate, just hanging out in there. I feel like this could be a great cartoon. The loneliest chocolate. The loneliest chocolate. <laughs> just walking around. Nobody wants to lick him, nibble him, or anything. And there's something on top of him too, right? That yes, it looks. It doesn't not. It does not look very appealing. I even took a picture next to a coffee mug, just so you could understand the size. Because I think by itself, people would be like, "Oh, it's just a regular piece of chocolate." This thing is tiny, and nobody has taken it. Who will eat the chocolate? Should we send out an email? If it's taken, ask who ate the chocolate? We just want to know. All users? Probably that same dude that wrote Old White Steve, Max Long. Probably was Max. Yeah. He'll eat it. Ah, Max would already ate it. Yeah. I trust that guy. He'd be like, oh, chocolate, cool. Yeah. Delicious. (laughs) Uh, Golden Globes happen. And I never watch it, but I saw that uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were the hosts, and they decided to just... Take some shots at Bill Cosby, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Well, rapists deserve to be made fun of. Right. Thank you. Okay. Because we, for a long time ago, I wanted to talk about Bill Cosby during our, what I thought was going to be the very first time that we did this. It's now time for the mega cast to talk about serious. Serious. You're not serious. Don't say serious. I say serious. You want to get serious? Let's get serious. You can't have serious. Don't say serious. Serious. 
now we can talk about something serious. Yeah, that right. intro really gets us going seriously. You're right, that puts me in a serious frame of mind. Hundred <laughs> percent, not at all. <laughs> serious, serious. <laughs> so, um, the Bill Cosby thing just blows my mind. That you know that there are people defending him. I don't. Obviously, none of us know exactly what happened. But it does seem like I, I do believe in the whole phrase where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And there's a lot of freaking smoke. Like there's like it's like Fourth of July type smoke going 30. on. Thirty. They're up to thirty accus- accusers. Right. And still there's no benefit for them coming out to lay these claims. Like if right. it's, you know, we always have to think: uh, Is it a financial thing? Is it a fame thing? Is it that? It's like no. It took one person to open the floodgates thing, in my opinion. Right. And 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 it's frustrating that there are some people that are just uh-uh, I'm going to defend him because he's Doctor Huxtable. And uh, I don't know, man. I think there comes a point where we got to stop idolizing these celebrities and just assuming they do no wrong. And then when they do, we're like, no, no, not not Bill Cosby. He's funny. He's the family guy. Yeah. Well, Bill Cosby, too, is, is frankly, this story to me is like classic predator. Yeah. So, like, wait, the people that are defending him, you know, are his wife, his TV wife, people that were close to him. But if you've ever read anything about these kind of predators, that is par for the course. Sure. They would ne- he would have never, ever done anything in front of them mm-hmm. or given them any inclination that he was doing this to other women. Right, right. I mean, how do you keep a secret? Well, you keep it from the people that are closest to you. Right. Plus, that's why I use the word predator. Mm-hmm. Because like most animalists, you know, the term predator, if you think about animals, right, it seems harsh, but they will always attack the smallest, weakest ones. That's how predators get their food. So I use predator with him because, right, he wouldn't do that to Felicia Rashad, his Mm -hmm. TV wife. She's a strong woman. She she wasn't going to stand for that. She's got pull with a network. Right. What he preyed on was was younger women trying to get into the business and this and that. And and, and so uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, they decided to do some Bill Cosby impressions. And you know Tina Fey wrote that joke about Bill Cosby like six years ago on 30 Rock. I'm glad you brought it up. I have that clip. Why don't we start with that? (laughs) Set it up up for everybody. For those Uh, that don't know what happened. uh, All right. So if you've seen 30 Rock... Uh, Tracy Morgan's character, right? Yeah. Like, they're trying to convince him to stay with the show. So they're like, hey, good news. We'll get Bill Cosby to call in. You'll love it. He'll love it. He'll be all excited. Yeah. They get somebody to kind of fake the voice. Right. But a guy he, that works in the office that, sound, that could do a Bill Cosby impression. Right. So the whole idea is to get his idol, Bill Cosby, they just assume because Tracy's black and Bill Cosby's black right. that it's kind of his idol. Right. <laughs> that he'll, he'll be fired up to hear from Bill Cosby. And uh, here's how that all went down on uh, 30 Rock. And again, remember that this happened many years ago. Yeah, it had to be like five or six years right. ago they be- wrote this joke. Before any of the, I mean, there were allegations, but they weren't as much to the forefront as they are now. So here's that clip. Hey, you needed me? Lemon, you know Rick from accounting? I don't. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. I've arranged for one of Tracy's childhood idols to reach out to him. Tracy, this is Jack. I have someone here who wants to speak with you. Tracy, this is Bill Cosby. Really? This is your strategy. All right, I'll do this at a party. I want you to come back to the TGS for the people who like the jokes and the things. Bill Cosby, you got a lot of nerve getting on the phone with me after what you did to my aunt Paulette. I think you're confusing me with someone else. 1971, Cincinnati. She was a cocktail waitress with the droopy eye. I'm the guy with the pudding. Try to tell me what to do? Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable with your light-ass kids. Jack, 
Why would you make me talk to this man? Uh, Tracy, don't hang up. And there, there's the clip. Yeah. And at the time, everyone just thought, oh, that's just an irreverent Tracy Morgan moment. But Tina Fey, I think she's one of the main writers. She must have known a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and decided, I'm going to take a shot. People in that scene, in that comedy world, they knew. Yeah. They knew for years. Like, the rumors were always there. Maybe they didn't have as much evidence as they do now. And then, right, it was Hannibal Burris, who's a great comedian, that yeah. was in Philadelphia doing a show. You're right. And he kind of set it off. Part of the problem I had with Bill Cosby, I shouldn't say me, but I've heard this from other people. And, and granted, I'm a white person. But Bill Cosby, it seems tough. He stood, he stood there. Ted was cool when he wasn't a white person. Well, I'm just saying, he's always sitting there telling black, younger black males how to speak and this right. and that, because you sound like an idiot and this and that. And it's like, you're raping women. Right. Maybe and now, you should hop off that high horse. I don't have this story in front of me, but then he's cracking jokes the other day at a comedy show that he was doing or a speaking engagement that he was doing saying, oh, don't drink anything from me. Yeah, he told, like, right. The lady said she was going to get a drink, like heckled him. He said, "You should be, like people should be careful drinking around me." Right. Like, that's not funny. I, that's not funny. Or like I played it once on the STP cast. How eerie it was to listen to his uh, his bit that he did on a stand up special from back in the day about Spanish fly, which is like you know, like supposed to be a, a drug that could get women horny, yeah. and how how he wishes that he could have it. I'm like, man, that's creepy to think that maybe he was just telling that joke because deep down that was how he felt. Yeah. Plus, part of the thing is, too, that just annoys me is, like, like, and I get it, rape is more about power a lot than just sex, but, like, mm-hmm. you're Bill Cosby. If you want to sleep with 20-year-old co-eds, if you're single Bill Cosby and you're fa- nobody's going to give you a hard time. No. You can go to college bars all you want and pick up 20-year-old co-eds. Right. You would dominate at bars if you were, like, a major TV star. Right. And nobody would give you any flack, but you had to have this image, and then... I don't know. It's not even like you're cheating on your wife. Like, he was raping women. Yeah, and acting holier than thou in every other walk of life. Yeah. And so, Golden Globes, of course, Tina Fey, it seems like Tina Fey's got an agenda, and I don't blame her. Yeah. I I don't fault her one bit. I just can't believe at the Golden Globes they did this kind of a joke. I don't know if you guys saw this on the news today, but Bill Cosby has finally spoken out about the allegations against him. Cosby admitted to a reporter, I put the pills in the people! People did not want the pills in them. No, Tina, that, hey, that's not right. It's more like, I got the pills in the bathroom, but I put them in the people. You're right. It's, it's, it's got to be like, I put the pills in the hoagie. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's fair. That seems fair. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. All right, well, I mean, we heard the alarm. Yeah, we, we got to do some push-ups. Yeah, we got we to gotta get 10 before we get out of here. We want to thank everybody for listening to the Megacast, as always. Fly by, Ted. Yeah, man, we talk serious stuff today. That's right. <laughs> Maybe that'll be an ongoing feature on our podcast. Yeah. Feels and, good. And keep an eye out for the lonely chocolate. And so we got to roll out of here before uh, Ben the Psycho Muppet beats us up. That's always... Not yeah. a good thing. So let's uh, let's get 10 for everybody that's been listening. We do appreciate you guys listening to the Megacast. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. Let's get the word out there. Bring it. Yeah, man. All right. It's about that time. Ow! Follow us on Twitter also, at the Megacast. I feel like I should be opening and closing a road. One that's like American flag themed. Oh, yeah. Are we ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Get 10. Oh, oh, here we go. How did we time that out? I don't know. Uh.
<laughs> All right, man. Megacast. We're not sure if we'll be back next week. If we are, it might be on a Wednesday. We don't know. You'll figure it out when you hear it. Yeah, man. Look out for it. Yeah. Now I feel kind of weird that we ended it without the guy. I feel good. Better. Yep.